Welcome back to Marvel News Desk, your best place to keep up with all the latest news, reviews, and speculation concerning Marvel films and TV shows for at least another, I don't know, three weeks, maybe. <laughs> Something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got the whole bunch tonight. we got Adam, we have Rhiannon, we have myself. Uh, I think we're going to do a couple of things uh, tonight, and so it might get cut up weird ways. But all right, uh, as we're getting to near the end of the podcast, we thought we'd do it one more time. Guys, let's do some food news desk. Let's just talk about the world of food and our favorite things to eat and all sorts of variety of subjects along those lines. Um, If you're new to the podcast and you've never heard this, this will have nothing to do with Marvel, and we're totally happy that it has nothing to do with Marvel. Guys, do we have any... uh, Oh, we lost Rhiannon. She didn't leave for food. Rhiannon said, screw it, I'm done. I'm sitting in the podcast. Oh, I should say, before I do anything else with Food News Desk, um, we did get a few texts from people once we said we were closing up. Uh, I got one here at Harrison underscore 1911 said some really nice things back in October. I feel like um, I saw something. Is that how long it's been since we podcasted? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Um, there was something, I feel like uh, we got something nice from Matt Turner toad at some point. Um, uh, let me look. There was somebody over at the Facebook as well. Uh, just, you know, kind things. I think Alex from the uh, Pop Break said something very nice about us as well. I know him and I did a podcast together that was uh, it was fun, and he was just saying how much he appreciated our pod. Matt Ashcraft, I think it was, over here on Facebook, just saying how much he had uh, appreciated the pod. And so, anyway, people just um, being nice and saying nice things, we appreciate it. I just wanted to shout those out real quickly. If you guys have any yeah. others, let me know. And, and especially like the people you, that I'm said they've been about. listening. What's that? And especially the people that said they've been listening. Am I here? Okay. Um, especially the people that said they've been listening since the MCU exchange days. Like, that's really cool. You guys have been with us through whole phases of our lives. <laughs> yeah. Like. That's a freaking long time. Caleb, like- Caleb was just like having his, like, Caleb was having a child when we all first met. And now all of his children have watched the whole Star Wars canon, whatever. <laughs> that's, that's correct, actually. Absolutely. I just like. this week. Yeah. So it is uh it is really amazing. <laughs> so and Marco Marusk Maru, I'm sorry, Marusek, I don't know how to say it. But anyways, Marco on Facebook, he's always been very kind as well. So yeah, he said it was very sad, but he he gets it as far as when we announced we're sh- shutting down. So anyways, thank you to those people. It's kind. All right, food news desk. What what hot takes on food do you guys have built up that you have been waiting to talk about? Oh, um, breaking news as of yesterday, Baja Blast is a permanent flavor this year. You can get Mountain Dew Baja Blast bottled and canned. Oh, across the United States all all year long. Normally, okay. are you going to have it at the com- Are you going to have it at Meltdown? No, we only have craft soda. We only have the IPAs. Okay. No, I it's, like that you uh, cheer wine. Well, cheer wines are worse seller, by the way. I'm sorry, <laughs> but <laughs> well, it's 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 crazy how well that stuff's going over. It's probably our second or third so, best seller. So, if you have to have a soda that's not like a Pepsi or Coke, if you needed a craft soda, so to speak, what's your favorite? Ski, what's your go-to? hands down, ski. Ski soda. It's like a Mountain Dew, but it's made in uh, Tennessee, which is also where Mountain Dew was made from. 
Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's it's got a little uh, bite. Ski's like a grounded version of Mountain Dew. You know, it's got the it's got it's that like the grip. older, more responsible version of Mountain Dew. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's exactly. It's it's the TVMA of Mountain Dews. It's it's pretty good. I'd I'd probably go with ski soda. It's the citrus soda. Uh, it's tastes exactly. It, it tastes like Mountain Dew, but juicier. I guess. Like you can almost taste the orange juice or something, but it tastes like Mountain Dew. You can also taste the orange juice, mm. but it's Mountain Dew. You know? Hints of citrus. I got gotcha. Rhiannon, non non big corporate soda. I'm trying to think of like any non big corporate soda that I've had. A Beta root beer. That's probably like the only non corporate soda that I've. Had. I mean, I'm a Coca Cola. I went to Taco Bell for the first time in forever and got like something there that was absolutely disgusting. It was like a carbonated sweet tea <laughs> that like oh, gave the me night ones or whatever. Yeah. I have no idea. I have oh. no idea. But it was the most disgusting thing ever. So like I stick to my Coca-Cola, obviously not a Taco Bell, but um I stick to my Coca-Cola or tea, like iced tea. Sweet or unsweet, since I, I've gotten used to north and south of the Mason Dixon, but yeah. um, but a beta root beer is like really delicious. Yeah, so I think I've mentioned on the show before Harvey Weinhardt, Henry Weinhardt, uh, place out west. <laughs> I was like, well, there you go to the Harvey Wine. No, Henry, yes. Henry Weinhard root beer out of the West Coast. I think Adam can get it now. Yeah. Um, it's amazing. Best root beer made with a little bit of vanilla, I think. Excellent. Good stuff. That's the hill I will die on. Barf's root beer. It's got that bite. That, the best root beer ever I, made. I've been enjoying Bark Zero lately. Like, I feel like they make it's, a good zero. You get that stuff in cans and throw it in the fridge and, man. The other thing I'll go for if I'm not going soda is, um, you know, the Arizona tea, Arnold Palmer. Yeah, it's yeah. it's hard to beat some beat that as far as like a hot summer day. You want something refreshing and non-alcoholic, you know, something you can drive with. Then the Harvey Weinhardt's the way to go. It's still call it comes in a tall can. So I need the the paper on the economics of how they're still charging ninety nine cents yeah. twenty five years later, and they still make an okay profit margin. So it tells you that inflation is a scam, you know, like, I don't know, Arizona T is able to handle it, but. Anyway. Didn't COVID tell us that? Everyone just got a bunch of money and everything was cool. Now everything sucks. So when you do the Arizona Omar partner, is it sweet tea in that? Or is it unsweetened? Or is it that the lemonade is so sweet you don't, it doesn't yeah. matter? There's enough um, sugary substance in there that I never thought to try to pull yeah, it off. So, it's like weird. It's not very much tea, is it? Though it's just like a weird lemonade, mostly. But it cuts the like acidity of because sometimes yeah. lemonade is almost like hurts the back of my throat because it's so like yeah. acidy. So the tea mm-hmm. helps cut that, and they make a zero version too. That's I guess got you know less sugar or whatever. But so Adam, if you go to a restaurant in Iowa and you order iced tea, is it sweet or unsweet? I don't even know if any restaurant in Iowa orders tea. Maybe like the Chinese buffet has hot tea, which I doubt sweet. So like uh, you guys don't drink iced tea? Uh like sun tea's a big thing up here. 
Like, yeah. People make tea on their porch or whatever, but yeah, the, the amount of yeah, restaurants not, that offer not it is not sweet tea. Really? Yeah, like you, no. like you just like, cause okay. All right. Well, I can confidently say I've never like been with anyone or heard anyone order a tea at a restaurant. Yes. I was the from my friends. Yeah. Wow. I guess definitely not sweet tea. Yeah. It probably I guess that's very much a like southeastern. Yeah. Yep. My experience is the line was usually like Indiana, Kentucky, like Evansville, Indiana. Maybe, maybe not. But you get down to like Louisville, and you're going to get sweet tea. So like, really, is yeah. The sweet tea line is a lot lower than you'd expect. But like iced tea, I've gotten. I feel like I've gotten it like Ohio maybe even michigan when i was a kid i I haven't gone to michigan in the past 20 years but let me put it this way this will sound bizarre but it's rare enough that i have seen people get gallons of sweet tea from chick-fil-a's in rhode island (laughs) because it's like the only place they can buy it huh yeah i wouldn't go to chick-fil-a for my sweet tea but if you don't have bojangles i guess you just gotta go somewhere it is weird to see like the gallon of like brown liquid <laughs> yeah. like because like i've right. definitely I seen people buying the sweet tea at bojangles but my yeah. thing was, uh mcallister you have mcallisters down there I've, I've yeah I, I don't know if we have them in these i don't really know my new neighborhood but um we had them in north carolina yeah mcallisters has really good sweet tea but it's the kind of thing that the first time you have it, you're like, oh, this is so good. And if you're not careful, you know, four or five cups of that sweet tea in your stomach on a hot summer day, you are going to end up barfing in the McAllister's parking lot. Like, it is just going to happen. <laughs> I don't speak of real experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think back to my childhood and all the sweet tea that I drank. And I'm like, how did I do that? Because I would just sit at a meal and like drink sweet Yeah, anyways. Adam, you guys should drink more iced tea. It's delicious. Uh, yeah, I mean, mom always made iced tea growing up, I guess. I don't know. It's, I I love Arnie Palmies. I love, uh, it's just a, it's a cold Arnold Palmer right out of the case, right out of the fridge at the convenience store. Do you guys call them convenience stores, gas stations? What do you guys call bodegas? What do you, what's your regional? I call, I call them convenience stores. Um, I mean, unless I'm in New York, then they're in Bodega. But I would think here that more often it's just whatever it is, like a drugstore or a gas station. One of the things is our alcohol is has to be sold at a separate store, so there's no stores that sell alcohol. And see, in in Michigan, we have what we call party stores, and a party store was like beer and wine and soda and chips, and a lot of times they'd have like pizza, you know, like. I think it would be like some of like Casey's or whatever places like near you. That was a party oh, yeah. store in Michigan. But here, the alcohol is all separate into a, it always sounds like a ethnic term. I don't think it is. They call them packies or a packaging store. It's like where all the alcohol is sold. And so you go to a grocery store to get like chips and snacks and stuff. And then you go to the, the you know, the liquor store, or the packaging store for alcohol. Yeah, New York Crazy. New York was the same. You could buy beer in a grocery store, but nothing else. And Virginia and North Carolina, you can buy beer and wine anywhere. Like, they have wine in the drugstores. But you have to go to the ABC, Alcohol Beverage Control Store, to get the liquor. 
Well, and right. so really- you can't go get Jack Daniels and a meat bundle and go check out at the high V. No. That's wild. Yeah. Now, what they do sometimes, Adam, like Myers or like the big like grocery stores, what they'll do is they will build the grocery store and then with an adjoining wall, they'll build the alcohol store. Um, okay. Not here, but like in Kentucky, I know they do this a lot. So it's yeah, like New Jersey Myers, did that a lot. It's Myers Liquors, and like you have to walk out the door of the Myers and then walk two feet over and back in the oh, door geez. to get the liquor store stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some uh, restaurants, some stores here will like Ivy has Ivy Wine and Spirits, but it's like it has its own entrance, but it also doesn't have a wall between the two. Yeah, I just assume that was just for convenience or something, but that's crazy. So if you guys the story, I I got my first COVID vaccine vaccination vaccine in a high V and within ten feet away, probably not even social distance, they were hosting a raffle for a meat bundle. <laughs> and that's probably like the most Iowa story. What's a possible. meat bundle, Adam? Uh it's just a lot of meat. Like, instead of buying steaks and hamburger separately, you'll – it's just a a meat bundle. You can buy it, and it's slightly discounted. So it's not like – I mean, are you guys familiar with, like, buying a quarter of a cow or half a beef or something? Yeah, right, 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 yeah. So it's like that, but not on steroids. It's, you know, you buy five pounds of hamburger, and you buy two roasts, and you buy – So kind of – Kind of like when you order from Omaha Steaks. They will send like yeah. steaks and burgers and sausages. Yeah, I got you. You can get like a... Yeah, yeah. Meat bundles. And they raffle them off. That's like the best raffle. Like if you go to a benefit or a silent auction here, you need to find the meat bundle sheet. The local butcher, um, during like the, the slow time, they have like an annual special where you can buy a whole hog butchered and all that stuff like 292 i think it is so if you're into pork that's like why wouldn't you do that you know i did that's at least a mean i did a summer internship at a church and they had us living like was when after i was married and we lived out at this like little cabin that was like right next to the state forest in arkansas Mm -hmm. it was in the middle of nowhere but the freezer was full because they had a cow that they just had to like like butcher at some point for whatever reason mm-hmm. and so they killed it and they just put like an entire side of ground beef into like this yeah. standalone freezer and they're like listen you guys can have as much as you want so like all summer long we wanted we wanted beef man it was just right there available for yeah. us that's the uh that's like the iowa standard you know you have your inside fridge um and then you either have your basement or garage beverage fridge but then you also have the the meat fridge or meat freezer as well. I was just it's thinking, good, man. I'm sure you don't. One of the things I love about living here is we have like seafood stores, like places that you go mm-hmm. in and it's just shrimp and scallops and oysters and mussels and um, usually like sometimes salmon or white fit, like, and like the whole place is just a fish place. Mm-hmm. And then Friday afternoons they do fish fries. And I've just gotten kind of spoiled that if I want something seafood, I can just walk in there and get it. Mm-hmm. And I never thought about I'm sure you don't have any of that in Iowa because no, everything's everything's frozen. There's I found this one 
uh, frozen shrimp brand that's super super good and it, it seems pretty fresh. Uh, when I when we lived in Cedar Rapids, the sushi place would drive over to Chicago once a week um, and pick up fish from there. It's not like they caught it off of Lake Michigan or something, right. but I had to go to Chicago and stuff, so it's at least semi fresh. Yeah. Um, it was real growing up. There was a somewhat local shrimp farm. Um, they would raise them in tanks yeah. or whatever and yeah. stuff. And they they had a shrimp farm, but that's long gone now. Wonder whatever happens. Um, but well, yeah, everything's everything's pretty much. I mean, whatever you don't catch in lake fishing, you know, the fish fries are huge here. You know, especially during Lent and stuff, it's yeah. you get the unlimited fish and fries and baked potatoes and stuff. Do you guys have catfish there? That's the one thing you cannot yeah. find in New England. Like, I do yeah. not know where to find catfish. If, yeah, it's, it's always always catfish bites or, like, walleye or something yeah. of that nature. Those are the two big ones. Minnesota walleye is absolutely huge. When I worked for the arena football team in uh, uh, Bemidji, Minnesota, we had a game on the uh, weekend of walleye opener, and everyone's like, uh, you guys are silly <laughs> for scheduling a game on, you know, opening weekend for walleye seasoning. And it was like in the middle of May. Like, whatever, we'll try. Uh, Mother Nature was on our side because that year uh, the lake was still frozen over completely. Like, you could drive on it in the middle of May. And it was the most oh. bizarre thing ever. All right. So we took the kiddo to New York City a few weeks ago. And I had a very trendy food thing. And if you've seen the raclette sandwiches, raclette's like this. I think it's French. Maybe it's Swiss. I don't know. Swiss. It's It's Swiss. Swiss. Okay. Well, the word is French, I assume. So like French-speaking Switzerland, I would think. Yeah, they speak French and German, depending on where you are. Right. So raclette. What happened to Swedish? It's like... Switzerland. Switzerland, not Sweden. (laughs) What are we talking about? It's a Swiss Switzerland. Switzerland is say? different than Sweden. You said Sweden. You said That's Swedish. the Scandinavian one. That's more like pickled herring. Oh. Yeah. So it's okay. the Swiss cheese, and it comes in these big wheels. They cut them in half, and what they do at it is they put them under like a heater, and they just oh, and they scrape it off, top, and then they scrape it off onto oh. French bread. And yes. this place, um, it's in, you know, it's it's big in New York City. I saw it online. So did a million other people because I'd wait in a freaking long line for it. But French bread, some prosciutto, they scraped the raclette. Mm. And then the big thing I didn't realize, they put little baby firkin pickles, like, right down the middle. So you get, like, that little acid no crunch, way. like, right in the middle. That was one of the best things I've ever eaten in my life. I've almost Sounds got a to go back down just for the raclette sandwich, <laughs> but I decided that'd be irresponsible. I mean, you can get little well. raclette makers and just like get you some Gruyere or something and put under it. Um, I think we had it on a crepe or something. I know, I know, I had one last year. Yeah, and it was delicious. I always but... wonder though about like how oh, this is gonna sound weird. There's certain kitchen appliances that if you own, I'm afraid that my friends are going to think I'm like a pervy swinger or something. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but like, 
if you're like, hey, come on over and we'll fondue, you know, like. Know. <laughs> yeah, but this fun. isn't fondue. This is fire. So, like, I feel like you could do it in a very, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what of it would say that you're a swinger, but, like, you could do it with a blowtorch in the backyard. Oh, that's true. You know, you could have, like, your cheese wheel and just be like, I'm going to hit this cheese wheel with a blowtorch now. <laughs> Yeah, I guess cultures are pretty sensual, though. Oh, you just gotta watch out. <laughs> I just guess I feel like if I had like a, a rocklet heater, yeah, I, I just feel like I should wear like a '70s like you know turtleneck yeah. and like like what was that weird couple that owned the hot tub that they did on SNL for a while with like Sherry O'Terry? You know what I'm talking about? It just seems something weird about come on over and we'll do some rocklet. You know, yes. it just it feels goofy. Where does one get a rocklet warmer? Amazon. Yeah, uh, if, if you just do raclette, R-A-C-L-U-T-T-E, heater, you'll you'll find it. Now, the best place if you want to get it live, I don't know what that means, but if you want to do it like at a restaurant, Montreal and Quebec City, the raclette yeah. places, particularly in Quebec City, are all over the place. So, Yeah, I was really sad because my, my trip to Montreal last year got canceled because we were going to drive and you have to have snow tires to get into that part of Canada before a certain date um but we were going to do like a poutine trail i was going to like try the poutine all over montreal and i had like the map like i had places mapped out to go and and that's what the raclette in new york city i had it at the union square holiday market yep and like right next to it was like a duck fat poutine place Oh, that or they had like a Brooklyn poutine or something. I don't remember what it was. It was not French traditional or Canadian traditional. Yep, it was it was done up and it was delicious. delicious. Years ago, we did on that same trip to Montreal. We did a place that does poutine, but they do like taco poutine that has like taco meat and like um, avocado on it. And I think they did like a pizza routine. It was it was fun. Yeah, as far as I know, I like my poutine any way but traditional. Oh, you don't like the gravy? I mean, I like the gravy. I don't know how I feel about the squeaky cheese, the cheese curds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Just what do you mean you don't know how you feel about the squeaky cheese? Anytime <laughs> I have had like traditional poutine, like it has something in it has upset my stomach, oh. which I don't know how because it's all comfort foods. But, like, it has left me nauseous. But anytime I have, like, fancy poutine, like, you know, like, done a crazy, you know, other stuff, like, it, I've been fine. And I'm, it's, I'm sure it might be a psychosomatic thing at this point, but. The squeakier, the better, man. Uh, I love nothing. I love few things more than a squeaky cheese curd. <laughs> have you had the bread cheese? Like, I'm seeing that more and more often. Bread oh, cheese. yeah, I've seen it. Aldi had like bread cheese. I think. What's bread yeah. cheese? Okay, so it's sold as like a loaf of cheese that looks like it's a little like browned on one side. So it's you okay. know like a little loaf. So what you do is you just slice that up and throw it in a skillet without anything else, and it will just crust right up and be like delicious fried cheese. Oh, with a little crust on it. I've seen it. I mean, like at this point, I have seen it maybe at Aldi, Trader Joe's. Like I'm finding it everywhere now. But back when I first discovered it, I couldn't find it anywhere. 
but it is delicious and you mm-hmm. should try it. So it's sort of like the uh, when you make a quesadilla and the shredded cheese falls into the plate and then it gets like crunchy. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And honestly, you could probably take string cheese and just throw it in a skillet and mm. it'll brown up pretty well. But this stuff. Microplane your. <laughs> I feel like this stuff like browns up like you could just slice it and put it in there and it and it's pretty delicious. Kind of reminds so, me too of uh, you ever done like saganaki, you know the flaming cheese they do at the Greek restaurants. Do you guys know about this? Everyone in Detroit does this. I feel like this. I didn't know this was a surprise. I've been to one Greek restaurant in my life. Okay, so in in Detroit, there's lots of places called Coney Islands that are named after New York, just to make them feel ethnic. I think I don't understand, but they're basically they do Coney hot dogs, so like. Chili cheese, dogs, and Greek food. Like, that's what's at a Coney Island. Why is that what's at a Coney I don't know. But um, they do something called saganaki. It's a, it's like a Greek cheese, and you put it in a pan, and you douse it in alcohol, and then you scream opa, and you light it on fire, and there's just a big flame at the table. And it's like, I don't know. It's kind of like the fancy dining for middle-class people in in suburban detroit people love it it's like uh it's like a theater at, at fent you know at the side of the table so speaking of fancy dining for middle class people you guys have you guys ever been to a lot i don't even think you can call it fancy anymore when it was it's like a, what, a mongolian grill have you taken advantage oh. of a mongolian I have grill not, well have i been, yeah i've been to a mongolian grill yeah yeah where yeah, you, just where like you make your plates of food and then you hand it and to they the cook person. In front and they of, cook. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. most of our Chinese buffets have that element now. Yeah. 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 There was there was one in, in Cedar Rapids that I miss it dearly. Or Coralville, Iowa City. I don't know which one. But... Our local place cracks yeah. me up because the guy who runs that part of the restaurant, like the guy who grills it up in front of you. Um, is very much a Hispanic man. And so like hearing him talk to his friends in Spanish while like wearing the traditional like tall Japanese chef hat and stuff. Yeah. It it feels like a very weird form of cultural appropriation, but he does a great job. There's been a tick did you know like most American statistically most American Chinese restaurants come from like they immigrate from one particular province? Yeah. There was like a series of TikToks on it. I thought it was really intriguing. Did it go into like the provinces? Because like they have areas where like they essentially just like, yeah, train people to come here and run these Chinese restaurants. Oh, yeah. And then they have areas like there are people that are trained to like come and do like nail salons. And, you know, there's just like certain industries that people just sort of plan to go into and like enter lotteries to get their chance to come to america to do now i mean not to besmirch anyone we had a lot of chinese buffets in the town i went to college in and it was not a big town and so we were always like wondering how there were that many like buffets that had all of this food that was just constantly getting thrown out and i had heard that in some places in the country uh certain drug trades are run out of the back of chinese restaurants and so like sometimes there's a connection with organized crime there as well 
not to say these nice people Adam saw on TikTok are necessarily mobsters. I'm just saying <laughs> I, I mean, it, it, it makes me wonder if there's something there too. It's like those in the mattress stores, you know, ain't nobody buying mattresses there. What the, what are you guys running through there? <laughs> Man, I've so speaking of buffets and Chinese takeout, I think I've finally perfected that takeout fried rice type flavor. Do you guys like fried rice? Yeah. Yeah. Do you buy how much so peanut it's... oil? How much peanut oil did it take? None. Oh, okay. No peanut oil. It was uh, regular soy, dark soy, a little oyster sauce, mirin, and MSG. MSG out the butt. But um, the way to do it, man. I like that. I feel <laughs> like TikTok MSG's... has really embraced MSG. Like it's yeah, been this weird. Him shift in the past like five years of like just use msg folks just just it comes in a little bottle just use it yeah yeah it's uh it's a magic trick you put msg in and stuff tastes good it's wild put it in anything and you're like "Hmm, okay it's got that umami man yeah so i had something with lobster sauce the first time the other day Apparently, this is a bigger... I, I looked this up on Wikipedia. It's bigger in New England, but it's everywhere. It's not remotely lobster sauce. It's like a brown gravy, and it has ground beef in it. It doesn't taste like lobster at all, but they call it lobster sauce, and it was it was pretty good. Huh. So what we have in my neighborhood that I tried every Thanksgiving is a ton of Ethiopian restaurants. Just like all kinds of Ethiopian restaurants. And my friends, because my friends came in for Thanksgiving, we went to one and one. We were the only like non-Ethiopian people in there. Um, and they had this thing on the menu where it was like just one of everything on the menu. Like they brought out a plate and it had like a scoop of like absolutely everything they had, like all the different types of meat and all the different types of vegetables, and then they just bring you out a whole bunch of the like these thin bread pieces that looks kind of like almost like a flannel blanket but it tastes good yeah yeah it, it was did it, it looked like wheat, like a though? thin huh <laughs> sorry did it make you crazy farty though because i find the ethiopian bread always makes me fart like crazy i'm sorry I, I, keep going. I don't know it was like a very high fiber i mean we're not going to get into the details of my digestive system which are already messed up anyways <laughs> so i take medicine before any meal like that okay yeah but um, so so I'm intolerant to garlic. So any meal like that, I have pills that I take so that like my because there will be garlic snuck in everywhere. Um, but it was very cool. Highly recommend if you can ever like go to an Ethiopian restaurant, eat with your hands, yeah. eat with the bread. Just order the one of everything. I expected like some of it to be super hot, spicy, and to like knock us out. And there were a couple things on there, but most of it was just really delicious and savory and. Yeah. great do you have a lot of lentils that's the other thing i remembered about there you were know. a lot of lentils lots of yes. lentils yeah yeah there were a lot of lentils there was some lamb man i don't remember because like it would have been really important to remember which parts of it i really liked um now you just had to order the whole thing every time i know so now you, I need to you, you guys need to come <laughs> we gotta order the whole thing play it again um there was a lot of uh with collards like, I don't know if that was seasonal because it was, you know, like fall, early winter, or if they just always have a whole bunch of collards, which my Southern soul really likes. Um, 
yeah so i remember the collards and the lamb being really good yeah i've always wanted to visit um oh what's the name of it now what's zanzibar in modern terminology it's like right on the coast of africa and uh well it's near T- tanzania so i think it is zanzibar so Zanzibar is this really interesting place because it's it's off the coast of Africa, but the Indian spice trade came through. So I guess their food is like a mashup of Indian food and African food. And it's just its own bizarre, unique thing. And I've always really wanted it. I love how uh, refined some of our palates are. We have people talking about far away land, Switzerland and Sweden and Germany and France. It's Zanzibar, and I'm like, man, I this Mexican restaurant's pretty good. <laughs> Get me a side of meat or a uh, bundle of meat. <laughs> Give me a meat bundle. Give me half a hog. I'm good. Give me some pork chops. Pork is so cheap here. I wish I liked it more. The best French fries I've ever had were like in Switzerland. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, like that's it's like a memory from twenty some years ago at this point. So I've probably had better French fries. I think there were also some in Brooklyn that could compete pretty hard. But there are some amazing French fries in Europe where they just call them fries. <laughs> mm. Or chips. I believe in France they refer to them as us fries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has nothing you know to do. I- it has nothing to do with France, right? The French and French fries. And uh, the French I'm and sure French it toast. Yeah. <laughs> it's French. Like French. Oh. Like on clothes and it's yeah. fringed fries and fringed toast. That's weird. French. So when I spent um in college, I was spent a semester in Greece, you know. And um in Athens, you know, the big thing is the Euros. And so and usually they're pork, they're not like um they're not lamb the, the idea that greek people eat lamb all the time is like americans eating steak all the time like they do for nice things but <laughs> like a, a euro is usually just got pork and it would be pork and tomatoes and onions and then they would sprinkle three or four french fries right on top and then the tzatziki and that little crunch and like starch of the french fry every time i come to an american greek place and they're like fancy lamb and their sauce. I'm like, no, this is not street food enough to actually be like the good stuff is over there. But Yeah, I come to think of it, some of the really good fries in New York were at the Greek places. Because I would try every Greek place. Really? Until I had figured out the garlic thing. But <laughs> like, there was a place that I could order from that they would put like the hero meat just like piled on top of French fries as they delivered it. It was somewhere yeah. that I had delivered. And those fries would like absorb the flavor of the hero yeah. meat and just like be delicious forever because there would be like way too many and I could throw them in the air fryer the next day and it would just be like that. Anyways, it was delicious. So growing up in Detroit, there's a lot of Greek places in downtown Detroit. So you could take a whole vacation to Detroit and only eat Greek places for like a whole weekend. It'd be, it'd be fabulous. It's not too far, I Adam. I, I don't know if I have enough pills for that. Is Detroit within? Are you talking the, about uh, Greece? No, Detroit. Detroit's within the oh, uh, travelable distance from Iowa, right? <laughs> I've been to Detroit to go to hell. Oh, that's so. right. I forgot you went to hell. That's right. 
I, I went to hell to talk to Pauly D. I love I love hearing travel stories because my travel stories like I've been to Vegas and I had Guy Fieri's trash can nachos, so <laughs> it's much more exotic. I'm someday, Adam. We're getting you out to New York Comic Con somehow. Yeah. Someday. Somehow, some way, we're gonna have to. We'll, we'll have to dig and find that time, man. That's true. the The issue for you at this point feels like. I mean, it's not. It's not like you have a money tree, but it feels like the real issue for you is like you don't have a spare minute for anything lately. You're just going. No, not open. not particularly. Like uh, Kelsey and I were talking, and she's like, "Yeah, like I didn't want to ask, but I asked anyways." I'm like, "Do you feel all right if I like?" do a kickstarter when uh the baby's here like the month of the baby's birth and she's like yeah that's fine but then i'm like mm, we'll see but <laughs> we'll see i'll uh i'm gonna plan on it but we'll see the real it's gonna be interesting my experience is that there's two different types of moms on this like my wife was amazing when the baby would wake up in the middle of the night my wife would be like, I have to get up to feed it because, you know, she breastfed. So she had to get up to do the feeding. And she's like, why would I wake you up? Like, that's just mean to wake you up when I've got to be up anyway. And I've known other moms that are like, if I'm up, you're freaking getting up too. You know, like, you'll I, sit there and talk to me. So yeah. we'll see what happens, man. <laughs> we, I think we, I'm not sure if she can hear me. We, we we talked about it and I think we agreed that I would wake up and get the baby and she would feed him while I went back to bed. But like we there also has to have, be a value to like her not having to also change the diaper or like yeah. do those other things. But so here's my big first of all, listeners, Adam's having a baby, if you didn't know. I was just thinking maybe I'm yeah, like, I was I like, I don't think I've announced it here. But my here's my the best advice that we got on all this stuff. Pick an artificial line that is the end of one day and the beginning of another day and keep it in your mind. That can be midnight, it can be 4 a.m., it can be whatever. But in your mind, a day ends at that time and a new day begins. It sounds really artificial, but if you don't do it and you're getting up every three hours with the baby for weeks on end... You start to like, it's like being in outer space or something on like a space station. You like start to like lose right. your sense of sanity because you're like, I've been awake nonstop for three weeks yeah. and it really screws with you. Like having just, you know, saying like, good night, dear. I'll see you in the morning. Even if you're only going to wake up two hours later, mm-hmm. having that sense is really important. It was okay. really good advice. Okay. It's also super interesting because it's little orange kitty has decided he will just wake us up. Like in the middle of the night, he will either like sit on our faces or headbutt us or scream in our faces and and wake us up. So for whatever reason, maybe some higher power sent us this cat. But yeah, he's getting us ready. So we haven't been sleeping. So hopefully this just carries us to May. Yeah, May. So I thought, my away, cats, I thought my cats had just trained me up to get up at 3 a.m. Like I thought I was good and trained by them because they were doing a lot of that. Are you but, having a baby? No. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> Sorry, but I went to Iceland. So like oh. non sequitur there. Like we went to Iceland and there was like one day we wanted to see the Aurora Borealis, which is like that green ribbon in the sky. And the we Northern did too Lights, much. Right? Yeah, the Northern Lights. Yeah. We did too much. And like, I mean, you know, it gets dark at like 5 p.m. So like my dad and I, like we're, we drive out to this remote, as remote as we can while being still in the city. And instead of seeing that green ribbon of Northern Lights, there's like this red blob. And we're like, oh, what a total letdown. And like go back to, and my mom's like waiting in the car and she's like, is there anything to see? And I'm like, just some red blob in the sky. Like no, nothing that I would consider Northern Lights. And we go back to the apartment we're staying in and I look it up on Facebook and it turns out that was a super rare aurora that like a red one is like very unusual and nobody ever sees it. But like we were just too tired. You know, we were like, if we went out in the country, it would probably be really obvious. It'd probably be really cool. You know, we were just too close to the city. And dad and I both always wake up at 3 a.m. And we're like, you know, let's just go to bed. It's super early. We'll wake up at 3 a.m. like we always do. And we'll just get in the car and we'll go out because it's like still dark until... 9 30 10 o'clock in the morning and we both slept until nine the next day <laughs> like why we didn't set an alarm <laughs> but anyways <laughs> anyways my cat's waking me up at 3 a.m i am not having a baby i can't do a sleep deprivation that's like number one reason for me not to have a baby is when i'm sleep deprived i am evil i would be mommy dearest i i don't think it's probably healthy but like now when i get too much sleep i just like crap like hungover almost nah that so Iceland like, like right... 12 hours straight was amazing it was amazing so cool. by the way Caleb who were you clarifying what Aurora Borealis was was that for me because I live in Iowa <laughs> no or... no that was for the listeners <laughs> oh that was Wait, for the listeners I just, you've probably I just... had the Aurora in Iowa you've probably sometimes Sometimes, yeah. like once every five years or something. I was like, next year is supposed to be really powerful. Like a lot of people really far south should be able to see it. I was just more fascinated that in Rhiannon's mind, she said Aurora Borealis. And then to describe it, she goes, green ribbons in the sky. Just call it the Northern Lights. That's what people know it as. Oh. Well, but it's 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 important for that part of like when I saw it, it was red. And oh. like I yeah. wasn't there yeah. to see a red blob in the sky. I was there to see green ribbons. Yeah. And like I saw a red blob. And evidently that's super special, but I wanted to see the green ribbons. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening to the pod. Whether you just listen to the urine wrap pod or the food pod, regardless, we're glad that you listened. And uh, this is number 47 and 48, I guess. So, well, maybe 47, 49. I think we'll make Echo 48. I'm going to put the food one in my back pocket for when we can't meet. But uh, anyways, that's the pod. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening. See you later, guys.